に上がら関係ねえ<笑> Shall we begin? Into his coming I can do this all day Tear down this wall Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of Ikuzo's Unscripted Podcast. Today we have with us best-selling author, speaker and life coach, best known for his book, Everyday Millionaires, Chris Hogan. Chris, are you ready to go genuine, uncensored and unscripted? Oh, and how are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm doing well, you guys, and I'm excited to be with you. Uh, yes, I'm ready for this. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I trust you. Let's have some fun. Then let's start with your book, Everyday Millionaires. I mentioned it in the into introduction. Uh, and one review that I read said it debunks common myths about wealth accumula- uh, accumulation. So can you tell our listeners, and uh, to be honest, me, because I haven't read it uh, yet, uh, what it is about? Uh, should I read it? Why? Sure, sure. Well, you know, the reality, when we are all working, we're working to try to provide for our families as well as ourselves. But most of the time, people believe in order to reach millionaire status that you have to be born into it. Like your family had to hand it to you. It had to be inherited. And the reality is, it's just not true. There are so many first-generation millionaires nowadays that it's all about having a plan and being intentional, right? And so it boils down to us really thinking about what do we want? And if you think about it, quality of life boils down to being able to do things for the people you love, to be able to do things for yourself, and not have to worry about money down the road. So the reality is, is you don't have to be born into it. You don't have to go to a fancy school. Heck, you don't even have to have a college degree. But in order to become a millionaire, you do need a plan. And you do need to understand how money works. Uh, okay. Uh, you mentioned there something interesting. There are more self-made millionaires today than ever. Yes. And I, I believe, obviously, that's a great thing. Uh, you know, what are, in your perspective, some of the basic skills that anyone can build to become a, billion, a millionaire or to achieve any financial goal that he might have or she has, you know, What are some of those crucial skills that anyone can develop? Well, and, and, I, and I appreciate you bringing that up. That's why the book's called Everyday Millionaires, because everyday people can do this, right? But it's not by accident, guys, okay? In order to do this, what it takes is you've got to be somebody that understands what it is you want out of life, somebody that's a reader to be able to learn about money, how it works. Because, see, if you don't have a plan for money, Somebody else has a plan to try to get yours. So you have to understand how this stuff works. Number three, they're driven. They're people that are very focused for themselves and they're driven, but they also follow a plan, meaning they're people that budget. They're people that understand that debt is a threat, right? You don't want debt in your life. You want to get out of debt so you're not paying the interest, which is a penalty. And so anybody can do these things. Anybody can make a decision and say, you know what? This is something I want for myself and my family. Or if you're single, this is something I want for me. But here's what people think. Most people think millionaires are driving around in fancy cars, right? Living in mansion. That's not the case. The average millionaire is living in a 2,500 square foot home. They have a home, a car that's paid for, right? And they're, they're not flashy at all. You wouldn't know they've got money because they like it like that. 
<laughs> so philosophy, your goal with all of this, it's, it's to teach people not how to live from paycheck to paycheck. Am I right? That's exactly right. That's right. And the fact that you are against the debt as well. And how hard it is because you are as well as uh, you are life coach. How hard is to change someone after they live unhealthy for 30, 40, 50 years? Uh, well, you know what? We all can can come from from family, right? And and family, it's amazing. Family can either help us believe we can or family can make us doubt that we can't, right? Yeah. And so with this money stuff, a lot of people didn't learn from their parents, right? They, they, nobody ever taught them. So it's up to us to learn for ourselves the reality of how this stuff works. But you mentioned something. How do you change habits, right? Um, I work in the personal development field too, so I'm helping people mentally start to make a decision. Like you just have to decide. You, you say, you know what? I don't want this anymore. I want this now. So what do I need? Who do I need? And what information do I need to know so I can go there? And it's really a matter of being a self-teacher, somebody that you can read, but being able to reach out to somebody that can help guide you. Oh, uh, well, again, something that uh, interesting you mentioned there, like our family can be the best in regards to the, the outlook of life. Obviously, family has amazing influence on us. Uh, but being that we have today, which is great, uh, access to so many information, uh, do you think that uh, it's ignorant of, of, of some people to just don't make the use of it, uh, so to speak? Is that the problem as well, that we have all this information, all these tools, but we are like uh, letting it go by, uh, to say it? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You know, when I was growing up, we had encyclopedias and the library, right? Nowadays, you know, don't laugh at me, guys. Don't laugh at me because I'm a mother. <laughs> Listen, nowadays we hold computers, right? Our phones. And you're right. There's a lot of information out there. So how do you know what information is good and what information isn't, right? And I think what it's got to boil down to is what is it teaching you, right? You know, like there's a lot of people out there that try to say, you know, you should use a bunch of debt to try to make money. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. Taking on a bunch of debt, Interest is two things. Interest can be your friend or it could be a penalty. All right. Interest that I earn in my investments is my friend. That's a good thing. That's a reward. But when I pay interest on a credit card, when I pay interest on a car loan or a house, now I'm being penalized for using someone else's money. Would you agree? Yeah, let's... Yeah. So you look at that and you go, okay, well, if interest is a penalty, the last thing I want to do is take on a bunch of debt to try to make a bunch of money because now I've got the threat of this debt penalizing me in my life. So I think what it boils down to is we've got to learn the nuts and bolts about how money works, the basic tenets, right? There's three things you can do with money. You can save it. You can invest it, right? Actually four things. You can save it. You can invest it. You can spend it, or you can give it. All right. And so understanding those four tenets about how money works, now it's a matter of, can I put myself on a plan? When I understand how much I'm making and how much it takes for me to live, what am I doing with that extra money? And that's where I love teaching people about the importance of investing. 
Um, investing is huge. You can't just put it in the bank and think it's going to grow. That's not how it works. So we have to be smart and wise of the, about the information we take in so we can get better. So I think when you read, I think when you talk to other people that have been there and done it, now what you can do is learn and figure out, what am I going to do for myself? So the question we need to ask the everyday millionaires is not how much money they have, but uh, how they spend their money. Is that right? Paul? That's exactly right. How do you spend it? How do you save it? And how do you invest it? Right. And so when it comes to investing, there's so many things out there, you all. Right. Um, we, we've got cryptocurrency nowadays. Right. We've got NFTs. Uh, we've got all of this stuff. And so I explain to people, you want to understand how it works, what the risk is. Right. We've got to understand our risk tolerance. Um, and when you understand that and you start to learn and grow, now you can understand, OK, if I keep doing this and if I'm investing this way, this money can grow for me over the long haul. You mentioned the uh, ways of investing and what to invest, and you mentioned cryptocurrency. Uh, obviously, it's a big thing uh, now in the world, and there's a lot of discussion about it every day. Uh, do you think that uh, the full thing with the cryptocurrency, not just uh, as an investment, but as a part of decentralization, is it good for the financial space and the economic space do you think uh, there will be a period of maybe the establish, uh, establishing something before we uh, kind of go in the balance again or uh, is it like you know this is going to go smooth and we're going to faithfully transition to it a really really good question and i've had to really dig in and study this if you would have asked me three years ago about cryptocurrency i would have told you to avoid it um, that it is something that's just a flash in the pan um, and all of this. But, you know, the more I've studied it, the more I've had some really deep conversations with people that are heavily involved. Um, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. Uh, this whole idea of decentralized opportunities to be able to utilize currency, uh, really, if you think about it, is the very system that the dollar was built on or the euro or the yen, or anything else. And so what it is, is it's a desire to keep government, right, out of our money. And so I, I see it not only as a valid platform, I think it's something that's going to continue to grow. Now, here's my caveat. Because it is decentralized, it's, it's, um, it's extreme, it can be risky, all right? Uh, you can have a lot of uh, programs out there that are, uh, let's say not 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 on the up and up. So you've really got to do homework. You've got to understand what it is. Uh, we can look at Bitcoin right now, just where it was a year ago versus where it is now. A uh, significant reduction, uh, thirty to forty percent. Uh, but again, they're they're even talking about it'll climb back up. So I just tell people you need to understand what it is. Uh, really, really, really do your homework and understand what is this crypto doing. Like, you know, most of those, the NFTs and cryptocurrencies, uh, NFTs are totally separate, right? Uh, the non-fungible token, these are, this is pieces of art or video or things of that nature. So it's more of a collectible. So I, I put it in a separate category. Cryptocurrencies, typically with the stable coins or coins in that nature, you want to understand the utility behind the coin. Like, what is it allowing? And some of them are tied into charities or 
or other other good functions, but you need to understand what it's doing and how. So again, I tell people, be careful. You know, I would never ever go all in on that. Uh, you got to be really smart and understand your risk, what you can afford to spend, and any money that you would put into a crypto, you need to be willing to lose it. Yes. So basically, when people purchase crypto now, they think they will get some money overnight for for really little amounts, and that's not true. And even you have the problem now because uh, countries, the governments are trying to put themselves into this mechanism to try to control it. For example, our government is trying to control uh, uh, via law the cryptocurrencies, blockchains, and everything. So, and you mentioned that three years ago you wouldn't recommend cryptocurrencies and now nfts are new cryptos so right what would you recommend for nfts well you're absolutely right governments are getting more and more involved because they saw how popular it was mm -hmm. right and so in the u.s they're studying trying to figure out a u.s version of a crypto right that that the government is controlling and so you're right that that proves it now nfts are a different category nfts as you look at it, this is there's so many options out there uh, where you can do a you know a, a piece of art or you can do a, a video. Um, I'm even seeing speakers and authors utilizing NFTs, where once you buy that, it gets you access to content, access to concerts, you know, and things of that nature. And so, owning that piece of art or owning that NFT again, if you're owning it because it's something you want, or are you getting it for an investment? Right. You've really got to think, what's the value of this? If I'm going to resell it, you know, what's the value going to be down the road? And so um, I advise people when you're looking at NFTs, make sure it's something you really enjoy uh, because you are the original owner of that thing when you purchase the NFT. But you're right. It does require the blockchain. Uh, it does require the use of Ethereum and all the other things out there to be able to take the steps to get there. So you just have to educate yourself and really understand what am I doing? How much am I spending? Why am I doing this? And am I willing to risk the money? And there's another problem because uh, none of this education we are not getting at schools, not even on college. I am the student of economics and the cryptocurrencies, the blockchains, all of that. We are just scratching in one, uh, uh, in one subject. So That's right. You're absolutely right. It's just scratching the surface. Yeah. And I think in the next two to three, four years, it's all going to continue to grow. Um, and so yet you do have to look, you know, and I have spent, gosh almighty, hours upon hours researching this stuff uh, just because of the different types that are out there, the different projects that are always popping up. Uh, but you do, you're right. And schools need to do a better job of educating our young people just so they can understand how this stuff works. Here's, here's my fear. The problem is, is with the young people graduate, then they start working, right? Yeah. And once they start working, if they take on a bunch of debt or do a bunch of things that can be a problem, it can take them years to dig out of this hole. And so now when they get ready to start a family or get married, now they're feeling the financial strain on everything. And so I want people to really kind of look at everything slow way down. And, and so they can understand what's going on and understand, make better choices for themselves. Uh, to take you back a little bit, uh, you said uh, when you were discussing crypto, you said uh, don't invest any money in crypto that you are not willing to lose. Uh, I think that's generally with maybe all investments, the, 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 the attitude you should take. If, if you put the money 
that should be the money that you are willing to uh, sort of maybe give up if anything goes wrong. Uh, but it's kind of weird for me how many people, I believe from what I saw, don't don't understand that they're like investing crazy amounts of money. Do you think that's the kind of a mindset problem? What what happens there, <laughs> so to speak? I think it's I think it's desperation. I think, you know, when you hear about people who have made millions off of something, uh, you know, we hear about it in Wall Street all the time in the U.S. with the stock market. People are striving to try to get ahead, right? Uh, coming out of the COVID situation, this caused a lot of economic strain on people. Uh, people were laid off and then you had the great resignation. And so you've got people who are going, I've got to provide for myself and my family. What can I do? And so crypto is really looked at almost a little bit like gambling, right? And so if you are uh, if you are taking that kind of big risk and you have to have this thing work, that's too much risk, right? And so, you know, I think it, it becomes one of those things where people are always going to be looking for how to get ahead fast. We call them in the States, get rich quick schemes, you know, uh, and that's where you've heard about the Ponzi schemes and all the other stuff out there. And so again, these are not time-tested things. Now, when you invest money, and by that I'm talking about looking at the stock market or mutual funds or pieces of stock, things of that nature, this is where you're traditionally looking at something that's going to appreciate, right? It's going to grow in value. When it grows in value, it grows in your return. And so there's some stable things you can do as you invest. But yes, you're right. Any investing has an element of risk. But when you invest in certain things, single stocks, crypto, gold, silver, things of that nature, now what you're doing is you're putting yourself in an echelon of taking a bigger risk than you have to. And you, uh, we talk about government uh, paving its way to the crypto world. And do you believe that maybe people today rally too much on the government to take care of their life, especially in economic sense? Because even today, I think... Uh, in USA that for uh, how much money was given for unemployment because of the COVID? Uh, oh, large, a billion. Plus. Billions. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think, yes, traditionally, we've definitely relied too much on government. And I think that's around the world. Um, oh. and, and, I, and, and I think, you know, it's really weird as you look at this because... But then we vine, I'm, I'm sorry, and then we vine because government is so much into our business. That's right. Listen, my belief is that our job of our government is to keep us safe, yeah. right? I, I firmly do. I don't feel like it's their job to mandate or take care of us. Uh, I, I think we what we need to do is get the government out of the way so small businesses and business owners can open up and have more jobs for people, right, to be able to work. But I'm going to tell you something. The more we hear about Web3, right, that, that the whole driving force behind that, again, it's getting away from decentralized, getting away from control, right, of government and big corporation. That's that striving for independence people are looking for. And I think the crypto market and the NFT market is only going to expand uh, once this Web3 thing starts to move and become more and more of a reality. And call me conspiracy theories, but <laughs> when we talk about Web3, you know, I mean, it will be decentralized at the beginning, but I think when people start, when everyone joins that Web3, when everyone have access to it, to the metaverse, for example, 
there will be formed some kind, at least of uh, non-formal authority, you know. I agree. I agree. I, I think I think you're absolutely right. And and therefore, it's going to require for us to take more control over ourselves, yeah. right? And uh, you're right. I, I think as soon as we move into that, those corporations and government will figure out ways to move yeah. in as well, right? And it's almost like, you know, every time you move, they'll they'll move with you. So we just, here's ultimately what we have to do. We've got to be informed. We have to get educated. We need to work with the right kinds of people, investment professionals, money coaches like myself that can guide people and show them the truth of reality. I think as we build wealth, as we get on a plan and get more intentional, we can protect ourselves better um, financially and be able to provide for the people we love. Yeah, and as I'm hearing you speak that about financial education, like how we gotta uh, get people to know this stuff. Like I am as well student of economics, like Peter, and uh, sometimes I'm learning these things, uh, you know, these basic things from economy, and I'm I'm wondering why am I the only one learning this? Why do I have to study to go to college of economics to know this? While I think some of those stuff should be known by everybody but if you go to high school you should know some of these things isn't that kind of crazy that we put like these specialized sort of things uh that basically anybody can understand can learn and should learn yeah no i agree i agree i think it boils down to you know people understanding and being taught you know i firmly believe this is stuff we should start teaching young people in grade school right um, if we teach the multiplication tables and addition and subtraction, then we should add money into that uh, to help people understand because we all need money to live. We have to, right? And so how do you handle it the right way? And hopefully we can get to that. But I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to boil down to parents uh, being intentional and teaching their kids young. Um, I've got three boys. My boys understand how money works. You know, we talk about it and it doesn't stop them. They're teenagers, so they still do stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do. I mean, nothing changes there, but what they're, at least they understand, right? And we're talking about, you know, they're trying to save up for a car and trying to save up for X, Y, and Z. And so we look at their bank statement and I talk to them and I say, okay, where are you at? Here's where you are. You know, what are you looking to spend this week? And it goes back to just those basic things. Uh, we could teach, but I'm going to tell you, it's not just parents. I think it's uncles, it's aunts, it's grandparents, it's friends of the family. You know, take the time to talk to the young people and the not so young. I'm surprised at the number of people age 40 and up that don't understand how money works. They still don't. They're working, they're making good money. But as you said, they're still relying every paycheck to come in for them to exist. And we've got to stop this curve around the world, all the way around. I don't care what kind of money you deal with, whether it's a euro or yen or whatever else, we've got to understand how to take control for ourselves. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that all around the world because uh, you kind of have the feeling here that American people should be more educated about it since we were like, uh, my country was a former communist country uh, 30 years ago. So... I don't blame, but I know that my mother or my grandfather are not, you know, invested in economic sure. system. That's right. You That's don't know right. those things. No, you're right. And 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 here in the states, we do have access to that education. We do have access to that freedom, right, to be able to find it. 
and so, you know, where some countries like yours and others, there's more restriction, right? And you don't have that freedom, uh, which amazes me. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, that, that I want to help spread the word all around the world, because I want people to know that, hey, I don't care where you come from. I don't care how much money your parents have. You get to make a choice for you, right? You get to decide and you can start to be, you may be the first person in your family to become a millionaire or even a billionaire, but I want you to do it intentionally, which means you can't worry about what other people are doing. You got to stay focused and stay in control of you. Yeah, well, you can be sure that your voice will be heard at least here in Montenegro and over 40 more countries. And, you know, retirement plans, you're talking about it in your books. And here in Montenegro, and I believe globally, uh, retirement is like the promised land, <laughs> you know, uh, Vinland. So, and you mentioned in your books, if I'm pronouncing it right, R-I-Q uh, factor. Is that right? That's so, right. Can you describe it a little bit? What is it? Sure, sure. Well, let's let's be honest. When it when it comes to the topic of retirement, all we're talking about there is not having to work, right? That you've worked enough and you've saved up enough and you've got enough money to now do more of the things you want to do, whether that's volunteer work, charity work, right? Travel. Uh, we all have those dreams inside of us. What I was doing when I talked about the RIQ, it was helping people to start to begin to think. How much am I going to need to live that kind of lifestyle? What do I need to have put away? And so really what it is, is it's helping people to think outside of just here and today, getting people to dream. And I talk about dreaming in high definition. Now, I want you to see your dreams crystal clear. Like, you know, I want to travel the world. I want to go around and see other countries and meet the people because uh, I love people. I just do. Everybody has a story. Everybody, we all you know, have stories and we all have goals. And so it's helping people to think. So the main thing is get connected with an investment professional where you can sit down and look at what are the options you have to save and invest in your country uh, and, and, and really understand what those are and how to best take advantage of it for as early as possible, right? And the sooner you start, the better off you can be in the future if you don't touch it. So we are at the right age. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely you are. But here's the thing, at your age or somebody 30, 40 or 50, I just want people to know it's never too late to get started, right? And what we have to do is based on your age, it, it, that's going to affect the intensity factor, right? But but the, I think the motivation, fear can motivate us, but our dreams can super motivate us. And so I want to tap people into those dreams and think about what do I want for myself? You know, I know for me how I want my three boys to be able to live in the future, right? I know what I want for them. And so that that motivates me to stay very focused and intentional on what I'm doing. So mentioning now your three boys and when you are doing that parenting stuff, <laughs> that father talk, and oh, yeah. I believe that you're you are telling them, them to work hard in their life. Oh, yes. And in order to succeed, you must work hard. So... For you, is that the solution or just the part of the equation? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. I think working hard is just part of the equation. I know people that work really, really hard, but they spend every dime that they make. Okay. So they're working hard, one part, but they're spending too much. So it's part of the equation. I think it's understanding your goal, 
I think it's understanding how money works. It's having a plan for your saving, your investing, as well as your spending. Hard work, determination, and being somebody that's self-taught. Learning and reading information out there that's going to help you, right? Instead of just watching TV, let's read or watch some stuff that can really help you learn more so you can get more informed. And let me add one more variable to that calculation. It's uh, habits. You know, yeah. I read the book Atomic Habits because it, when in your life, you're doing some daily stuff every day, every day. And uh, a book is from uh, James Clear. So yeah. and when you are having that bad habits, <laughs> yeah. they are just getting more worse, 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 you know. Yeah. And when you are having the good habits, they are, they are tough to, to maintain them, you know. And how should we fight against bad habits? Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because in the personal development stuff, I'm working on a couple of courses and people can get connected with me by going to Coach Hogan, CoachChrisHogan.com um, and learn more. But you're right, habits. Those things that we do day in and day out, some of them are things we do intentionally. Some of them we do just out of, we don't even know we're doing it, right? Instinct. But how do you, what do you do? I think it's a matter of really looking and analyzing, hey, what am I doing and why do I do this, right? And and it's two things to ask yourself. Is it helping me get better or is it helping me stay stuck? Am I getting better or am I staying stuck? And whenever you can identify something that's keeping you stuck, now what you have to do is make a decision. Do I want to change or not? Because people won't change just because you tell them to. People have to change because they decide to. They have to decide for themselves. Once you make a decision, now what you can do is lay out a game plan and say, okay, instead of doing that, I'm going to do this, right? But we have to see it. Like, I'm huge. I wish I could spin my computer around. I've got notes and signs and reminders everywhere, (laughs) right? Like, I'm looking at one of my doorways. Um, One of them has, think bigger, do better. Think bigger, do better, right? That means I want to think bigger for myself and my kids, and I need to do better today. Uh, another side has, you have to choose hourly. Like, we've got to choose. we got to be intentional with every hour of every day. And another one I've got up is stay calm and move forward. Like, we all have made mistakes. We all do stuff, dumb stuff at times. What am I going to do? I need to take a deep breath. I need to get clear on what it is I want to accomplish, what my goals are. I need a plan for this, and I'm going to stay calm. And I'm just taking one step forward each and every day. If you do that, you will get better. And for the end, I I have one off-topic question. Uh, I see that uh, really cool balls behind you (laughs) signed. What are those? Yes. So uh, the one football you see is I was part of a national championship team. Yeah, I know. Well, that's when the... Another one is a football signed by Peyton Manning, uh, NFL quarterback. Another one is a football signed by Coach Tony Dungy, an NFL coach. So I've worked with a lot of pro athletes and entertainers. I've got some soccer balls signed too, but they're not up. Uh, There's a basketball up there too. So I work with pro athletes, entertainers, musicians, and actors and actresses as well to help them with their money. And so... Uh, they they reach out to me and I'll guide them on helping them put a structure in place. Uh, I love helping people. Now that you mentioned that uh, uh, that you will help athletes and NFL, obviously athletes, uh, I've read somewhere that uh, 
about, and I don't know if that's correct, but uh, that a large percentage, like 60 to 70 per- uh, percentage of players from NFL go bankrupt after the, 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 the career. Is that is that legit? Yeah, after three to four years in the league. Yeah, and that's a sad statistic. That's crazy. Uh, because you get somebody that didn't come from any money, all of a sudden they get millions and they blow it, right? Well, why is that? Well, because they didn't know how it worked. And so if you don't know how something works, you don't know how to take care of it the right way, right? And so it's a matter of us learning. And regardless, and we all read about the athletes and the entertainers and people read, they lost 10 million and people go, ain't that a shame? And I go, well, hold on a minute. How much money have you wasted in your life? <laughs> right? And so, the, you know, them wasting 10 million is no different than you wasting 25,000. And so we're, we're real quick to judge. And so instead of that, I want people to just to understand, oh my gosh, this is something that I've got to learn about. I need to know the right steps so I can protect myself and my family. And people can do that. We just have to learn. We have to take the time and be intentional enough to learn. Evan, thank you for this conversation. Grace, it was a really great talk. I've said that we have to end it now. And for the end, for all our listeners, for your fans, uh, what's the message of the day? I think the message of the day is do better. I want you to do better today than you did yesterday, than you did last month and last year. And I want you to believe that you can. Now, I know people have gone through some tough things. We've had some tough stuff happen in life. There's some tough stuff happening around the world. I want you to control. I want you to do better, and I'll give you one more. Control what you can control. We can't control the government. We can't control military. We can control us. And so that's what I want us to do is be in control. Let's do better and let's control the control. That was all, folks. Stay tuned to Ikuzo and stay tuned to Chris Hogan 360. Farewell. Thank you, my friend. We stay genuine, uncensored, and unscripted. And we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us, subscribe us, and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Ikuzo!